BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. All right, we're live here talking Warriors Nuggets Game 5. Warriors close out the Nuggets to move on to the second round. Brian is here, or shall I call you the Bam P? Like <laughs> Anthony Slater and Marcus Thompson called you the other night on their post-game show after Game 4. Yeah, um, I I hopped on their live stream on The Athletic, and... I knew my name was the Bam Pod, but I was gonna try to act like, oh, I forgot to change my name back to Brian. <laughs> but I didn't I didn't roll with that route. So if you want to hear my question, listen to the latest plus minus, and I think I'm the third guest they brought on. That was cool though. Yeah, you were the only you were the only question uh, as far as the first three that didn't have that that didn't lead me to believe that warriors twitter kind of dictates the fan base because <laughs> lots of lots of anti-cur pro kaminga and the yeah the and then that la- whoever that last guy was i just turned it off because i couldn't <laughs> handle it anymore uh okay so uh i got a lot of stuff to talk about here uh first i guess the you just your overall thoughts on on the closeout game it didn't start perfectly it it was a little I would say yuck there for a little bit, but it ends the way that you would have expected it to end. Do you have any thoughts on how, it, how uh, the whole game happened here? You know, in game three, when the Warriors were down, but you kind of felt like, okay, they were probably going to come back and win this thing. Yes. I was thinking for game five, like there was like a two minute or one minute and 30 second stretch where I was like, shoot, I don't know if they're going to win this one, <laughs> but then Jokic picks up foul number four. And I feel like that's at least when the, the, the tide started started moving a little bit. Okay, you know when I knew they were going to win? When? So they do the interview with Steve Kerr at the end of the third, beginning of the fourth. And the announcer is just like, 
what are you guys going to do? Like eight points down. Jokic is killing you. Like, I mean, he didn't say it that way, but that's essentially what it was. Yeah. And Kerr did one of the most Steve Kerr. You act like we haven't been here before moments. He's like, we're not going to do anything to attack Jokic. We're just going to keep playing. Like, what do you like? <laughs> where did you learn basketball? And I was like, okay, I'm pretty confident they're winning this game. Uh, okay, so let, let's get to our main three points. Uh, and you can bring up anything else that you want. These are just the ones that I was kind of pulling out and taking down notes as the game was going on. So the fast five starts the game. Looney is the one who goes to the bench. So they start small immediately. And you and me and uh, our buddy Ben, we were in a chat earlier kind of talking about like what what is the psychology behind starting this way? And Ben was of the opinion that it was just kind of like, well, you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Thus, Looney is the guy who can go to the bench. I sort of agree, though. I kind of wonder if we're going to go back to Jordan Poole coming off the bench based off of this game because he was very much the fifth man on this lineup, and he started out really slow. I don't even think he touched the basketball in the first three and a half minutes that he played. There were a couple moments where he turns to Draymond to get the outlet or to get the inbounds, and Draymond passes to Steph. (laughs) I was just like, okay, this is a little bit different for him. Once Steph came out of the game, he started to cook a little bit. But overall, I don't don't know. I think this was a little disjointed for him. And I think I mentioned this after game two or game three when he was just excelling. And I was saying, well, now he's got a target on him because the teams, you know, they game plan Steph and they game plan uh, Clay. Well, now they're going to game plan Jordan Poole. And so we, I think we saw that the last uh, last couple games he was he was pretty poor tonight what was what was his line uh he three for 10 yeah three for 10 shooting but uh, it could have been did they i don't think they counted that they that didn't goal count 10, the goal that obvious no. goal 10 that so it could have been four for 10 yeah uh just eight points four assists he looked a little jittery i would say a little anxious which is like fine like he's he's a young player this is his first big moment I'm glad he had the success, but I'm also glad he had a little bit of the frustration because as you move on to the to the next round, now he has to sort of figure out, okay, how do I get back to those first three games? How do I get back to what I was was really happy with? That's what I want. And he's got to learn from those. And and you know, I think he is a type of player, he's got a lot of confidence. He uh play, you know, hit his swagger kind of leads him and he needs to get back to that. And hopefully he will based on, uh, you know, what, uh, what, what, what happened in these last two games. Yeah. Um, and now I could finally like project out into the next series. Cause I know I was doing it in like game three and it's like, yeah. okay, wait a little bit. I know no teams come back from a three Oh, but still it, I didn't totally want to continue doing that, but now we can look to Minnesota or Memphis yeah. and, um i definitely think there are like for for denver it kind of felt like there wasn't really like a an attack perimeter guy it seemed like okay let's just try to maybe get Jokic on one of the guards but there's there's regardless of who you see in the next round like john morant you could attack him d'angelo russell 100 percent. so i just i i hope that they take advantage of that and i think jordan Poole could definitely um thrive in thrive in getting that the matchup he wants and i am confident he'll succeed 
Okay, so you mentioned it. We're, we'll talk about this a little bit more, but I'm assuming it is going to be Memphis, whether it's going to be close out six or seven. I sort of feel like they'll be able to, to close this, this out during the next game, but they have not played well either. And Minnesota plays this sort of, I don't know, in, insane game of basketball. And I think they kind of sucked Memphis into playing with the, the, the way that they're playing, just Jekyll and Hyde. And uh, I, I listened to Bill Simmons. He had Haralabob on and, and Haralabob said uh, the Memphis series is like players on bath salts. Like they're just <laughs> insane. And I, I wonder how much of that is, that that series for Memphis is kind of what we're talking about for Jordan Poole because they have a whole team of guys with the exception of a Valanciunas. Um, Valanciunas isn't on either team. Oh, uh, Steven uh, Adams. Um, Steven Adams. Steven Adams was I was thinking that's who was traded for. Uh, with the exception of Steven Adams, who's been there in the big time but gets no run in the in this series. You know that they got a lot of young guys too. So I wonder how much of that. Is that for them though? You know, Kyle Anderson has been there before. He's he's played in some playoff games, so there there's a little bit of that. But I mean, they're they're led by Ja and and Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson. You know, he's seeing what the playoff whistle looks like. Uh, you know, a different, a little bit different from the the regular season whistle there. Um, but so to kind of go back to what we're talking about, the fast five starting. Uh, Steve Kerr made his first rotation with like three minutes in. 40 seconds uh, that had been played. And so Looney comes in, Jordan Poole goes to the bench. They were a plus one in those minutes. They did not come back to that lineup until the beginning of the second quarter. Um, second half. Uh, it was even less time. I think it was like three minutes and 30 seconds. And then boom, Looney comes in, Poole goes to the bench, minus six. So that lineup, the fast five, which we were, Looking at as the super lineup of all lineups here, uh, minus five in this game, and they just went away from it. It wasn't even because of foul trouble. They brought in Otto uh, Porter, who, who well, who had foul. Oh, Poole, I mean, Poole Dray had well, didn't Draymond get a quick two right in the beginning? No, he had one. He he had one right away. Again, like twenty mm. seconds into the game. Um, but I don't think Draymond's minutes were that staggered. Poole gets a fifth with like, uh, I, I wrote it down here. He he got his fifth foul with. Um, actually, I didn't write down the time. There, I don't know. It was like five minutes left in the game or something. And uh, I don't think he came back in, did he? I think they did one of those like, okay, Steph, they get fouled and they're trying to inbound it with like 30 seconds left. You know, Kerr does a quick, let's switch out GP for pool for offense yeah. and then switch back in GP while they're shooting free throws for defense. I think yeah. he came in for that. But, but yeah, but that was, he, he did not come back to close the he game. Closed, yeah, yeah. It was GP. It, it was GP two. And it was Otto Porter. Otto Porter did make one three-pointer, and then he had the dagger attempt that could have closed the game out, and then he bricked it. Uh, but yeah, so so Poole, you know, there there's some there's some stuff there that that he's got to figure out. GP, he hit some big shots, man. What was what did he shoot from from three-point? Did he miss a three-pointer? He was, he was uh, three of four, so three he did four, miss yeah. one. Fifteen points. Some some cuts, some some screens that he slipped. Uh, he was put into a lot of a lot of Jokic stuff, and he just stood his ground. What else was he going to do? He, Pops is is very happy, proud Papa watching the game. Uh, I thought that was really cool. They kept showing him a lot, a lot of GP, a, a lot, a lot of GP. Uh, he's he, 
he needs to i don't he, he probably didn't know he was on tv he's kind of letting the gut hang out there a little bit i was like <laughs> come on gp uh okay so uh my next point uh, of the game the pace the nuggets and the style of the game, which was, again, lots and lots of foul calls, lots of whistles stopping the game. The Warriors did not get into any sort of tempo until late third, early fourth. And we'll talk about that in a second on my next point. But the pace very much favored the Nuggets. I thought that was uh, really good on them to slow the game down. They figured out how to muck up the game. It was a lot of ugliness. It was all offensive rebounds, really. It was missing shots because they didn't shoot very well getting the offensive rebound then getting it to Jokic, getting it to boogie and getting those second chance scoring points and uh, kudos to them because that is a way to beat the warriors the warriors want to get out and run they want to get out in space they want to get guys in in mismatches and, and attack those mismatches and that was not happening for a lot of the a lot of the game the the, the warriors did have the lead for for a lot of it, you know, not let's not say that that it was uh, all nuggets or anything, but, you know, late, right late in the first half, uh, the nuggets kind of took over. And then the whole third quarter into the middle of the fourth quarter, the nuggets had the lead. And it was all because the Warriors could not get into any kind of tempo. And then when you have Nug- when you have Jokic to bail out, you know, the the, the defense and Boogie like Boogie was awesome today. <laughs> Uh, they're just eating up the little the little guys, right? Because the Warriors didn't have anybody uh, of size to to really put a hand up. It was just trying to muscle. Draymond was trying to muscle those guys out of their position. But overall, um, if uh, if the game was five minutes shorter, it's 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 a Nuggets game. But obviously, it wasn't. Did you did you see anything that the Nuggets did specifically that caused uh, you know that to their to their benefit to 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 how well they played? that caused the Warriors to to not play well for a lot of that third quarter. I just feel like it was, it was um, like so maybe some matchup based when Jokic comes out with four fouls, you put in boogie, the Warriors go a little smaller, but they go loony to match up with boogie mm-hmm. nuggets, keep in Aaron Gordon. And then I think we either had in Otto Porter or Wiggins. Um, so I don't know. That still feels like an even matchup when you think of like rebound ability, but that's kind of the, the lineup that when, when Boogie was in, they just kept getting offensive boards. There's like a possession where they got like three or four of them yeah. and it ended with a three. That was devastating. Uh, Cause I'm trying to see here, but yeah, I think, I think it was just like them putting in a specific lineup that caused those offensive rebounds. And you look at the box. Jokic has a tremendous game. 30, 19 and eight. He does have six turnovers, so they turned him over again like they did in, in Game 3 and Game 4. Um, he was 12 of 18 shooting. He misses only two threes. Aaron Gordon had some energy out there, but also made a lot of uh, terrible turnovers, like turnovers at the wrong time of the game. Uh, he also was 0 for 4 from three-point land. The uh, the only player in the starting lineup who was oh, they had two players who were positive in the plus minus were Will Barton and Aaron Gordon, both plus two. Jokic was uh, even, completely even. Jeff Green minus thirteen. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. 
One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. You know, I think one of the keys in this thing, Monte Morris was so good in the last game. And I was surprised to see that he had 14. Like, I literally don't remember all 14 of those points. Uh, Bones Highland had a terrible game. He was 0 for 6 and got hurt there a little bit. Boogie, 19 points, uh, 4 rebounds. But he was still a minus 2 in his minute. So, they were able to muck up the game for the Warriors, and you could sort of see by the Warriors box, uh, Clay was uh, this is his worst game I think in 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 the playoffs so far. One of six from three. Steph kind of like it, <laughs> halfway through that game, I was like, "Oh, this is a bad Steph game." Ends up with thirty five rebounds, five assists, five of eleven from three, and then misses those goofy free throws there at the end. He's like looking at his hand like he's a Shack or something. But um, otherwise, uh, yeah, r- rough, a l- little bit of a rough uh, game for, for most of it there. All right, my last point, and then we'll, we'll get into some other things. Obviously played small, but they wouldn't attack the stupid centers with the high pick and roll until third quarter. <laughs> I'm like, where, like, why not? Like, let's, let's figure, like, we got Boogie out on the court. We got Jokic, like, let's get them into action. And then finally they started doing it. And even the threat of it, was getting Curry open three pointers. Like there was like a moment where like GP would just sneak over because Jokic is guarding GP. He kind of doesn't even really set the screen and Steph just kind of hovers in between the two men. They don't trap him and he just shoots. He did that a couple times mm-hmm. late in the third. Um, I think it was, was also to- because he knew that Jokic had four fouls. So he knew that like Jokic wasn't going to go all out on the contest, even though like when you look at it, like Steph Curry threes is like, oh my God, how'd you make that? There was a defender right there. But that one specifically, Jokic still had his hands up decent defense, but Steph was like, I know he's not going to like try to try to do anything more than this because that would result in a fifth foul for him. So Steph just, and and so uh, I think Jokic, gosh, he had, he had gone out of the game with his fifth foul. There was like eight minutes left. It was like eight something. And then he came, uh, it was 8-19, picks up his fifth foul with 8-19. He hurts his hamstring, or his hamstring was tight or something. And so I'm just like, okay, let's go right at him. And still, you know, they they didn't I, they didn't really blatantly go at him. I guess it's because what, what Kerr said at the end of the third, oh, you know, we're not going to really do anything different. And uh, But you notice, though, Steph just kind of waited. 
there was there's a couple moments there where I was like, oh, does he know that the shot clock is at like six? And then he just waits and he waits and he waits and he goes left hand and scores and then he does the night night thing again. Uh, but yeah, it was it was it was, uh, it was a little frustrating because they wouldn't do it and then they finally started to do it and it 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 really it really got them uh, that lead. So I I don't know. Do you, do you wish that they would do a little bit more of that stuff or are you with Kerr in this whole? basketball has energy and you know we're gonna run the, we're gonna play the game the right way and all that stuff i definitely think both sides are right but of course like i mean steph drove and then got Jokic the fifth foul like that would that was because of a drive so i definitely think there should have been some more attacking Jokic. like in that in game four i mean it was a lot of like high pick and roll and then yeah high pick and roll and then steph would just get Jokic on him they wouldn't really fight to not have Jokic on him and then yeah. it was just easy buckets yeah but I think I think it was um a little harder to get that because you had GP was playing so well they didn't want to take him out he's not as much of a threat to like to like make sure the the switch wasn't how do I explain I don't know like I don't know in game four they well who they who was that closing lineup in game four I already forget but it just seemed like that switch on defense, Jokic would have to switch over to Curry because they couldn't afford to like mess around with the pick and roll. But in this mm-hmm. one, when it's GP, they like kind of they hover a little bit longer to see if Steph's going to try to uh, dish it into GP on the drive. Yeah, yeah, because GP is such a great cutter and such mm-hmm. great timing on his cuts. Uh, so uh, a good friend of mine, Mark Nobita, says attack the gimp. He wanted to see them attack Jokic because, you know, again, not not only was he in foul trouble, but he did have the injury. You know, I'll tell I'll tell a quick Mark Nobita story here. Mark was a really good high school basketball player. And then as we we got a little older, you would have I don't know, you were probably I'm going to guess you were like. Five or six years old when I'm playing in this uh, this league. And so Mark and I are waiting to play. I think we were like in the championship or it was, it was like some important game and the game right before ours, all of a sudden this guy goes up for a layup and a guy who was not even playing, but was like running from the stands, just like cold cocks him right in the face and like knocks him out. And then these guys like jump in a car and they just get out of Dodge. What the heck? So we didn't, we didn't really know what's going on. What, what we found out was, um, there's a guy, there's an NBA player. His name was Brian Williams. He played for Chicago Bulls. He had he has at least one ring. He may have had more than one ring. He changed his name uh, to Bison Dele. He's uh, he gets killed on a boat, and I think I think the brother was the one who killed him, and the brother who killed him is the guy who got knocked out in this game in this wreck game that we were playing in in in. Uh, Campbell, California, or whatever ridiculous oh craziness. So that's Mark Nobita. Uh, okay, um, so we had uh, a little bit. I don't know. I, I guess. I guess we just should just play the sexy music right now. But um, so we had a Kuminga watch. And we made another graphic because this is what you sent me when the Warriors are struggling a little bit. <laughs> so Kaminga comes into the game and he... Let's turn off the sexy yeah, music. No more sexy music. 
and and so he comes in and you know we're thinking uh you know let's run some action draymond gets him an alley-oop right away i think it was draymond got him an alley-oop mm-hmm, right was. away he gets another one but then the nuggets turn it on us and they go okay you're going to use this this rook out here who's just tons of energy and running up and down the court well, in this slow action game that we have, because they couldn't get out and run, we're going to make him play our game. And it was isolation with Jokic and Kaminga. And then there was even a moment where the ball swings out to Kaminga and Kaminga's got one-on-one. And I feel like he just maybe should have shot the three, but he's like, nope, I'm going to go right at him. And he tried to do something, but he's like under the yeah. under the basket and he just gets a shot block. So there was... A couple of good things that he did, but he did not energize the team like they like they thought he was going to, or like you know, like the reason why you put him in the game, and they they went away from him uh, pretty quickly. So Jonathan Kaminga, uh, do you have any any line here for your friend Kaminga? <laughs> uh, oh, the his stat line. Yeah, he played for five minutes, four points, two for four. Minus two and had no other stats, so no rebounds, no assists, no rebounds, no assists, no free throws. It was just those two or three, yeah. So, you know who who didn't play for the Warriors? No, be Elisa. Uh, and and you know, Lee Moody and uh, and JTA are kind of the guys who aren't playing, but you know, so they they even went shorter on, on the leash with no Iguadala, and we didn't mention that, but Andre's out for probably a week with uh, a, a neck injury. And so they played clay 39 minutes Wiggins, 23 minutes. He only, he only played 23 minutes. And some of it I think is just because, you know, the, the game got so slow that they decided that having Porter out there as sort of the foreman in the Draymond uh, small ball five, was going to be better for for rebounds, but you know Porter. Well, the only big- thing I could think of was I would because I was thinking that too. I was like, why isn't Wiggins in this game? And maybe it's because they would have gone to like hackle Wiggins. Maybe, yeah, that, that's, that's right. what I was trying. He to- was three of five from the, from the free throw line. Kevon Looney was the one who was zero for two. Um, and then you had Draymond play thirty six, and they were they needed every single one of those thirty six minutes. Um, they had Jordan Poole played twenty five. He got in foul trouble. Steph at thirty seven minutes. Kevon Looney at 21, Gary Payton at 25, Otto Porter at 24, and Kaminga had his little five. So, so if they don't play Kaminga, then they they only roll out eight guys. He's the ninth guy, and he's got five minutes. So, not you know well, that that when they needed it, they really shortened that rotation. And I do wonder. I imagine Andre does play a little bit in this game, but Gary Payton like was going to be way better for this game than Andre would have been. So I don't, I don't, I think that they would have still had those, those Peyton minutes. Okay. So um, let's, uh, let's look ahead a little bit. We tease this, but Memphis, Minnesota, I'm assuming you would want Minnesota to win if you're looking for the easier matchup for the Warriors, but they're playing really well too. And they have Anthony Edwards, who the Warriors do not have a match for. At least defensively, that that would be Wiggins guarding yeah, Anthony Edwards. Cat, um, Cat's going to give the Warriors similar problems to Jokic, but he's also going to make more mistakes than Jokic is. He can extend out to the three point line a little bit more, which makes Draymond 
uh, he dream, you know, it's going to tire Draymond out a little bit, but I, I think we're assuming Memphis wins. Do, do you, how do you think the Warriors match up against Memphis? Um, you know, we have what four regular season games and first game, it was like, like the fifth or sixth game in the season or like, it was pretty early in the season and they lose in overtime. No clay. Uh, second game we went to, they won. Yeah, that was a really good game too. Really good game, and they didn't have a lot of people. It felt like, and I still I know there wasn't Clay. Curry had forty six on that night. Yeah, game three. Oh my goodness, I'm starting to forget these. Oh, game three, Clay was back, no Draymond, and then game four is where they sat like everyone except yeah, for they got blown out in game four. Yeah, uh, so. Jaws point totals in those uh, three out of those four games. He was leading scorer 30, 21, 29. Steph was leading scorer 36, 46, 27. I think, I think the, the, the most intriguing thing to me is they are going to have to figure out their five man, right? Steven Adams probably can't really play in the, in this series either. I, I don't I don't think. I could see them starting him though. They could cat cat completely like dominate Steven Adams, but I could see Steven Adams getting more run in this series. You know when he'll play and they'll they may even do this purposely. Like Looney's in or something. When Looney when Looney's in, they may match Adams with Looney and I think the Warriors will be happy with that cuz then they can attack him in the same way that they attack Jokic and then they sort of force him to the to the bench um uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. has to stay on the court I think if he's if he's playing he's a bit of a problem for the Warriors defensively obviously Ja is a giant problem Desmond Bain versus Clay and that just that wing spot I think is the most intriguing matchup after the the Jaw Steph matchup. Uh, Gary Payton is is a big part of this lineup. If it is Memphis, though, because they like to play him with Jaw, and I wonder if that would cut into Pool's minutes at all. Yeah, I know Gary Payton. What twenty? Yeah, you already said it. Twenty five minutes tonight, especially going into the next series, is is honestly to me he like made like a little he made a point that he needs to definitely be playing a lot more and especially in these next two series. I think I said it last pod, but I was like, at what point does how quickly does Gary Payton come into the game? Because out of all the games we've seen, even though the Warriors have never been fully healthy in game three, when they were in Memphis, Wiggins was getting demolished by John Morant just because they, ever since Kelly Oubre left last year, Kelly Oubre was kind of like the, their best guard defender since clay was out. Wiggins was the best wing defender. I still think Wiggins is the best wing defender. I don't think he's even that good at guards, but since they, since Kelly left, they had to trust uh, Wiggins mm-hmm. at a, a lot more guarding the guards. Uh, jaw killed them. Absolutely killed them. And then Gary Payton ca- came in and like actually kind of shut down jaw for a while. So I wonder how quickly they'll go to GP and we're not uh, Memphis hasn't won yet, but I I'm kind of with you. I think they'll win. Um, I think for that series, though, if it is Warriors, um, Memphis, I think they'll go. I think they'll go um, Desmond Bain on on Pool, Dylan Brooks on Steph, Jaw on Clay. So I wonder if you could just like get Clay cooking or something, just a couple post ups and a little fadeaways. That's what I would think, because if they put Jaw on Pool, I gotta think Pool just gets by him every time. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's gonna be an exciting series. Uh, Memphis has 
been a tough matchup going all the way back to last year and the, and the playing game. It's been a rough on the Warriors. I, I kind of feel like the Warriors will figure out a way to create a little frustration because of that. You know, give themselves a reason to to be mad at, at Memphis. And yeah, I think I think it's uh, I think it's going to be a good series. Now, if Min- if Minnesota beats them, I still think it'll be a good series. I think the Warriors just have too much veteran playoff experience. Uh, and and Minnesota has none essentially. So Patrick, I, you keep sleeping on Bev, man. Bev's been Bev's been great in this series. He's, I think he's, he's been great. Cinderella. That, that's who Bev is, though. I'm not sure I right? Oh, what the heck? Come on, yeah. Siri. <laughs> well, Pat, okay, let, let's look at this. Pat Bev. Okay, can, can we look at Pat Beverly's uh, career here? So I, I remember Pat Beverly on um, Houston uh, is what I. But but he was on the Clippers too, right? When mm-hmm. when the oh, Warriors yeah, yeah. were were playing twenty nineteen first round. Of course, ESPN doesn't make an easy way to look at career stats. Uh, where, where's my basketball, basketball reference when I yeah. need it? The OG. Okay, so you're right. He plays his first one, two, three, four, five, six seasons in Houston, then four seasons with the Clippers, and then this season in Minnesota. And the furthest he's gone in uh, in in the uh, the playoffs would have been last year. Last year, Western with Conference the Clippers finals, the, they the, he they they played seventeen games. Uh, the the previous time before that was the twenty sixteen Houston Rockets. I think they they made it through two series. So, like Pat Bev for all of the accolades, and and he's a, you know he's a good defense player. He's really good for. Uh, you know, firing up your team as well. He's kind of the inspirational leader, you know, sort of like a Draymond. But I, I mean, he's a career forty-one uh, percent shooter in the playoffs. Uh, I'm not saying he's like this great like player. I just, I just think that he's. Uh, I just don't think he's like a bad player. <laughs> I feel like you think he's just well, like I mean, a bad he, player. He's not. No, he's he's not a bad player. He he will frustrate certain guys on the Warriors for sure. But is Pat Bev going to play 40 minutes against the Warriors in a playoff series? Probably not. If he doesn't like foul out, I feel like I definitely think Minnesota trusts him a lot. I think that Pat Bev throughout his career has kind of played like a, it's kind of cheesy, but he's, he's kind of been like a little brother on teams or the Clippers. He's little brother to Paul George and Kawhi. And I feel like now he's on this younger team where he kind of has to be like the big brother and the mentor. And I, and I feel like it's been entertaining to watch and it's, it's been an entertaining series. I, f- I think we were texting in the chat and saying like, I was telling Obi, I was like, this just feels like the least veteran led series with so many <laughs> dumb mistakes. And I forgot where I saw exactly. it, but I was like, I found the perfect word that to me that describes this series is just like a drunk series. <laughs> well, or bath salts like a Yeah, like. that one too. <laughs> but, um, what else is there to like look into? I feel like we should, I know we were looking ahead. I feel like we should just take like 15 seconds and just, applaud what's about to be the the league MVP man I, I think if you really look back into like this dynastic run that the Warriors had yep um including this year like he I feel like Jokic is like top three guys they've ever played in a series I'm thinking LeBron 2015 was the best maybe KD 2016 and then Jokic oh that's that's a good one um, I was trying to think back really quick because I just thought of it so I, I don't know who 
uh, the, you know, there were some hardened moments there, but he, oh, for he would sure. always, he would always yeah. come up, come up in the end. And, he would just much well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, Jokic and, and LeBron, LeBron for, yeah, for 15, 16, 17 and 18, he was awesome, but they were Lots just in, in, in 17 and 18. They were able to match him because they had KD. Um, Kyrie in 16 was amazing, but mm-hmm. you know, if Draymond doesn't punch him in the balls, that series is probably over in five. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's up there. He's he, if, unless you I, I, I do like wonder those flipper runs or the Spurs runs, or like I, I do wonder, you know, we we hope that uh, Jimmy Jam Wiseman is able to have a career is able to come back from this because I kind of wonder what it would be like if you just had him out there for five fouls. And, and if Jokic would have had to work a little bit harder though, you know, Wiseman is still a growing dude. He he is stronger than he was when he was a rookie, but he's still, he's still semi thin, but I do wonder, you know, if you had a guy who actually uh, was how tall is be at least a six, nine, yeah, probably. and he's the tallest player on their team, I think. So if, I, I think I, I think they're I think the way the Warriors look at this is they're crossing their fingers that Wiseman comes back so that he could be that guy to match up. But at the same time, I do think you may have to get another center to back. I up. would. Ex- I think that's. I think if they were to go back and do it this year all over again, I think that is the one change they would make is to get another center. Boogie, you know, you know, Boogie was cut like three times this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he not they, not to say that he's I not Slater. I think Slater quickly reported though that when he was on the waivers, like the, there was a chance the Warriors could get him, but Slater quickly said like, no, there's like no talk about getting Boogie. Yeah, no, that's what I mean though. He was out there, but they were they were very much wanting this Wiseman plan to to pan out and. He was kind of the wild card. It just didn't it just didn't work out for them. I wonder, do you know how it would work? So Wiseman's now missed two years, right? And this upcoming year, he would be eligible for the extension. So like, yeah. I'm assuming they don't, they obviously they don't do it, but probably not. But after a fourth year, like, what are you allowed to? <laughs> well, he'll be a restricted free agent, I believe, right? So yeah, he would... Um... Well, so so I think how how it happens is the Warriors would pick up his next year because they have the I think they have the option for the following two years. So within that second year that they pick him up, the option, then you're talking extension. I think. Okay, I'm I'm just saying this because it's looking like I mean these past two games don't totally help, but at least everything before that, Poole was starting to look like the max guy potentially. You, if you told me Kaminga got a really nice extension in two years, it wouldn't shock me. I'm just saying maybe Wiseman might be a discount now, unfortunately because of all the injuries. But he's only played maybe 30 games of NBA games in two years, according to Spot Track. He, th- this is his third season. He made $9.6 million this third season. We're talking about Poole? No, we're talking about Wiseman. This is his second season, I believe. Uh, 22. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Second season. Uh, ne- so the next season will be his third. Mm-hmm. He signed a four-year deal. So the following year will be his fourth, and they have him signed for $12 million. 
And then the fifth year, his the 24-25 season, they have a qualifying offer of 15 million. So they have to, if they just say, we're going to pay him the 15, then he's locked in for that fifth year. And then the sixth year is when he's restricted. So what? that's how it works. Okay. Okay. One, two, three, four. Yeah. Five. Is that like a top three pick thing? Because I know to me, all rookie deals are four years and then extension potentially after three, but you're saying Wiseman has a fifth year. The, they have the option to okay. give him uh, a fifth year at 15 million. A qualifying I don't think they do that. 15 for one year. Does that, I mean, if, if he played like he's got two years essentially to, yeah. you know, yeah. to, to show that he's of value. Uh, if they say no on the qualifying offer, I think Does he then become he becomes a restrict. I, I, okay, actually, that, that's what I, that's what I don't know. Yeah. What, Neither what, do I. Maybe, maybe enough Jimmy jam for the day. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, we'll, we'll maybe if we, if we, we, uh, look it up a little bit more, I'm I just, sure, uh, I'm sure this is something that Slater yeah. is going to cover at some point. Then we can just steal. His All take. I said is, is let's take a little bit of time to appreciate Jokic and you turned it into Jimmy jam within 45 seconds. Yeah, man. We're, we're looking at, we're looking at how, how do we beat this guy? <laughs> he's, he's too good. All right. A quick, uh, around the NBA segment here. Giannis closed it out they uh the the bucks i think they were the game right before the warriors right mm-hmm. they were they closed out chicago uh and so they play boston and what's probably going to be the uh i guess the series with the most interest because mm-hmm. boston swept brooklyn kd is having a fit man <laughs> that, that guy's <laughs> that guy's letting it all out right now uh and then we have miami also closed out Atlanta. What do you think is going to happen here in this Philadelphia Toronto? <laughs> I I will be tuning in. Is it tomorrow? I hope it's tomorrow. I think they do play tomorrow. Oh my goodness! If this goes three three, you literally have James Harden, who is the ultimate of butt cheeks down <laughs> in important games. Doc Rivers, who is Mister Blow leads as well. Yeah, and Embiid's not really known to like close out games either. Like big series like it's just it's just a disaster waiting to happen if this really gets to 3-3 i thought it was so interesting that Embiid said something of the effect like yeah my energy wasn't there i'm too worried about getting hurt (laughs) like what (laughs) what (laughs) like that's that's regular season stuff you know like this is this is like time to to ball out like i kind of wonder i wonder if he was trying to make some ex- not make excuses but maybe take some of the responsibility off the team i, I didn't really <laughs> understand that at all so uh yeah it's it's kind of weird uh so yeah they play tomorrow they are the four o'clock game uh and also uh sons pelicans play game six I, are you thinking that they close that one out sons will close it out I bear brandon ingram was giving it all on the floor and he looked like he got banged up a little at the end I don't know if they list him on the injury report, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's super sore right now. Maybe that plays effect into this game. Booker shouldn't be back for this game. There's a chance he's back for game seven if that happens, but it's up with these I hamstrings. Just the, People popping their hamstrings. Yeah. I just think, yeah, I definitely think I was hoping, oh man, I was hoping that the Pelicans were going to make them sweat even one more game if they yeah. went up 3 2. That would be nuts. But I was watching that game and it just seemed like it was always like a 10 point gap. Like the Pelicans could never close it. 
the Suns are just Mikael Bridges had himself a game. Suns are just like too they control the pace. You know, CP with his like slow pick and roll with Aiden that seems to work almost every time. Yeah. Mikael Bridges could just go on the fast break. It's it's such a well constructed team. Um, so then Dallas can uh, close out as well tomorrow, game six. So these are all the game sixes tomorrow. And then Memphis, uh, they try to close out on Friday. And game one of uh, Milwaukee and Boston already starts, uh, I think it's Monday. Is it May 1st, Monday? Um, So, yeah, these series are are picking up. And the the first round was was pretty good, but some of these matchups in the second round are going to be like, I think we're going to see some seven game series this year in, in, mm-hmm. in round two. Uh, th- there's an opportunity for a few of these series to go seven, but I do think most of them will wrap up at six though, man, if Philadelphia, yeah, that's <laughs> such a weird, imagine being a Philadelphia 76ers fan. You're just like, what is going on here? It's, it's like a, the tale of two different teams. Um, and then, yeah, so Warriors are the first team to clinch uh, a berth into the second round in the West, and uh, they will play the winner of Memphis and Milwaukee. All right. Who, who we, do you think is the first, the next one to join them? Is it Memphis or Phoenix? I think it's going to be Phoenix, and I think Dallas, too. I think both of those teams clinch tomorrow. I definitely think Utah essentially threw in that white flag last especially game. if Donovan Mitchell he's talking about his hamstring and or whatever his injury is like yeah that that that's uh I think that's going to be a done deal Luca Luca's pretty fresh too because he didn't play for those first three games um all right so last thing here before we get out of here 49ers have a little bit of a situation going on with Debo Samuel the red and gold standard podcast uh, i think they're going to be doing some stuff this weekend for the draft there will probably be an episode uh, I, i'm guessing after uh after the first couple of days of the draft especially if something happens tomorrow but you were of the prediction that debo was a goner and now you've kind of come back a little bit and think that Debo's going to stay with the 49ers here there was some crazy Jets offer this morning with a bunch of picks and Elijah Moore for for Debo, but uh, I kind of I kind of hope that they call his bluff and they figure out how to work it out before camp. I think that's my one uh, fault in rooting for my home team in sports or just like any. I, I'm just a sucker for like prospects, and. I mean, in the Giants farm system, I'm I'm always checking up on Luciano, on Hunter Bishop, mm-hmm. on all those young guys that are in the farm system for the Warriors. I, I, I can't continue to say it more how much I want to see Kaminga play. And for the Niners, I was like, oh, you're telling me there's a chance we could pick in the 10th in this NFL draft? Like, that just sounded fun. <laughs> um, but it definitely was mixed with, like, that. And then also mixed with Debo is, like, upset about there being any type of speculation yet he doesn't want to he yet he doesn't want to give us like any clarity so it just leaves us up to speculation mm-hmm. so that that was kind of annoying and then there's that video that surfaced where it seemed like he was going like he was cutting off like he was saying no to the Niners when that guy at the bar bought him like some that screen or whatever <laughs> uh it was yeah it was just that mixed with that and I was like all right get this guy out of here but today I, I'm now thinking that they they might call his might call his bluff I hope so, because he's under contract to them. Now he could obviously hold out. That hurt. That hurts his his uh, 
leverage by holding out, or maybe it yeah. doesn't. I, I sort of think it does, but I, th- uh, I think it hurts him more than the Niners. I think because I feel like this guy is just this isn't the you, you listen to the red and gold standard for for this type of info. But the one thing I will say on it is I feel like you know his versatility and being a running back and wide receiver. Running backs have a have a shorter shelf life, right? So he's probably like, okay, I I got to get my money now because if I yeah. play out this rest of the season, you know, there's a chance he might get hurt. Yeah. He's not he's not been the healthiest guy in his life. I, that, it the, makes so much sense to it me. Makes so much sense. I completely understand where he's coming from. So that's why I think if he holds out, and if the Niners really do say screw it, we're gonna we're just you know we'll we'll, we'll play that game with you. It hurts him at the end in the in, at the end of the day. Negotiation is all about compromise, right? If Debo is here and the Niners are here, well, let's kind of get into the middle mm-hmm. and hopefully they do get that. It's going to, it's all about guaranteed money. It's, it's whatever that number is The all these deals where they say, Oh, it's, you know, a hundred million dollar deal. It's really only what the guaranteed money is because everything else is in these like bonuses that they may not reach, especially if they get hurt, which football's a violent game. So I'm with you. I hope that, uh, I hope that they stay pat and that they can figure out the Debo situation. Can they figure out the Garoppolo situation? That's the thing, though. It's Once completely, just, like, gone under the under the carpet <laughs> since his Jimmy G's like, one thanks, lick about Debo. Jimmy G. Yeah. Thanks, Debo. I'm, not, I'm no longer <laughs> the talk of the town. All right, so uh, you guys got anything cooking on, on the BAM pods coming up soon? We just threw up our football episode. Friday is baseball. Um, ideally, get some graphics out for this draft tomorrow. Still covering basketball a lot. Not much from us, man. Just follow on the Instagram. All right. Giants lost, by the way. They lost. I saw 1-0 to the A's. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, Brad and I will be back on uh, Monday with Thompson to Clark talking about the Giants weekend. Uh, The Nats coming to town. Uh, We will be back at least by the beginning of the next series. Um, It's possible we may we may come back before then, but I do uh, feel like we got to preview a little bit more. We can. I, I think I may have to start digging through some numbers and such. Especially, especially once that. once we know who our opponent is. Yeah, yeah, we can we can definitely do that. But uh, and then yeah, red and gold standard will be up with something this weekend based on the draft. So busy, busy time for BSPN Bay Area Sports Podcasting Network. So check out the Bam Pods on Twitter and the Bam Pod on Instagram and go and, find uh, their show. The Bam P on the Athletic <laughs> and, the, and the Bam P. Uh, so funny when Marcus was like, the Bam P is interesting. <laughs> um, it's funny. All right. So I'm double G for Bri. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out. Hey, race fans. Justin Bell here, former racing champion and host of the new F1 podcast, Drive to Win, presented by Win Las Vegas. Join me on the show each week as you'll be swept behind the scenes for an immersive look at the culture, technology, drama, and glamour of Formula One. There's something for everyone, whether you're new to the sport or a lifelong F1 fan. So join us each week as we cover every twist and turn of the F1 season on the Drive to Win podcast. That's Win, spelled W-Y-N-N, presented by Win Las Vegas. Available now on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. 
Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.